Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O. Today, I have a, I don't know if it's like a social influence or is it a traveler influence? Like, what would you class? I would say it's all of that. All I try of that? To be, yeah, I would say I want to be inspirational from the travel sense, uh-huh. but then also just living a positive lifestyle so it's okay. kind of a mix of everything okay well i have claudia <laughs> a mix of everything in the building how are you today i'm doing wonderful I'm that's good to be here. you're like a positive spirit like you're just smiling <laughs> i don't know why to hear you so happy right now but that, there's nothing wrong with that but that's that's good when you were uh, when you were growing up like what did you aspire to be Ooh, what did I aspire to be? Um, growing up, I always thought I was going to be a veterinarian because I love dogs. Okay. Just dogs? You don't love any other animals? I'm not. I'm allergic to cats. So I just, I've always loved dogs. And so I was okay. like, okay, I want to help dogs. But then I realized 99% of the time you're putting dogs to sleep. So I was yeah. like, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. Like at a young age, that's what you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. That was my goal. And then like, when did you like snap out of like, you know, I don't want to help dogs anymore. I want to. I mean, I would say like by the time I got to like middle school and high school, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to be practical, practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always loved art mm-hmm. and that's what I was passionate about growing up, yeah. but I had foreign parents. So it was like, no, you're not going to art school. What do you mean foreign? Foreign. Like they, I was not born here. They came to the U S because the they wanted a better life. Where yeah. are you from? I was born in Vienna in Austria and my family's oh. from Poland. So oh, it's kind of a wild story. My parents yeah. were at a refugee camp in Austria, and that's mm-hmm. where I was born. Is so that the wild story? Because if you got time to tell like a little <laughs> snippet of the wild story. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's like overall, you know, like pa- my parents were super young, like 19 and, mm-hmm. and 22. And then they came came to the U.S. and I was like eight months old. Mm-hmm. They didn't speak any English. I didn't speak English. So yeah. growing up, you know, it was just... It was, yeah, it was, it was a foreign environment. What, what, what school did you go to, like, growing up, or where did you grow up Well, at? I grew up in Warren. Okay. I grew up in Warren, and then we moved to Sterling Heights. Okay. Um, and then I went to Michigan State for a school and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was you know. I'm not familiar with, like, I've heard, like, I know that's not the same, but, I mean, I, I, I've, I'm not familiar with Warren or Sterling Heights. Do they have ghettos or hoods in, in either one of those? Um, I would, I, I don't know. I think it's. So, like, I can speak to Sterling Heights because that's where majority, mm-hmm. you know, where I grew up. And it's very diverse. So, there's a lot, there's a huge Arabic community. Okay. So, I, I feel like I grew up in a lot of culture and mm-hmm. I loved it because, obviously, I wasn't born here. So, you know, speaking another language, eating foreign food, like, that yeah. was all normal, normal to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then all my Arabic friends, like, it was kind of like the same thing. All, yeah. all our parents just wanted to come to the U.S. for a better yeah. life, yeah. you know, and then you hustled. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people, and this is why, like... I mean, Americans, people that are born in America, like they don't take advantage of the opportunity and stuff that's here. You know, people are coming from third world countries or they're, um, you know, I have friends from Iraq and Iran that were living over there when when the war was going on. And they, you know, they migrated here and it's like they come here and they fucking hustle. Oh, yeah. Even like, you know. Chinese people, people from Africa, they come here and they fucking hustle. Oh, yeah. um, the Arabic community they come here and they hustle. They they really come here and, and grind. Oh, and yeah. I think because of the lifestyle and where people come from, like they they see how mm-hmm. all it is. We're born into this, so it's like right. we're used to it. It's like yeah, whatever. But yeah. they come here and they hustle. It's like oh, back home is nothing like this. Yeah. So it's so much opportunity, and that, I think being from America, like I don't think I don't even take advantage of the opportunity that I have here. Like right. being from here, you know, I feel like you know 
it, it's kind of selfish for me to look at it like, oh, this whatever. Like we have all these resources, we have X, Y, and Z, and it's just normal to me. This mm-hmm. is normal. But when you come from a different country and you're like, this is all new. It's opportunity here. Yeah. I don't want my family to be raised in this environment where I come right. from. You know, especially like you not having to go through that and your parents yeah. have to go through it. It's like, no, I'm not having totally. my child go through that. Yeah, no, so. 100%. And like even the privilege of being able to speak English. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like we don't even realize that. But my parents had to struggle to learn a yeah. a second language fluently just to get by yeah. in the U.S., you yeah. know? So that, I mean, that's crazy. And you said you went to Michigan State. What did you study? Human resources. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't like nobody in human resource just because <laughs> just because I feel like they control whether or not you get fired I don't like nobody in HR I uh, feel like HR <laughs> if anybody from HR comes to your office everyone hates HR yes. they do but that's why I went back I got my MBA in marketing because I was like all right I want to do something more creative mm-hmm. I need a piece of paper that says I can do something creative basically you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah I mean I've been in HR for my entire corporate career mm-hmm. and um last year i quit my corporate job because i was like fuck it mm-hmm. i don't want to do this anymore yeah what did you do um well i was working for general motors for like uh seven years and i had great opportunity with them you know mm-hmm. um it's a great company but just for me i wasn't aligned with what i want to do in life right. and so seven years though that just is fucking i'm walking away i literally quit cold turkey and i booked a one way to at the time it was london yeah yeah and I could, I didn't even tell my dad because he would have flipped out. Because yeah. it would have been like we came to the U.S. and For so you could, so you could do this. Yeah. What? Like, what is wrong with you? You have benefits. You have health insurance. All that, right? Yeah. Why would you quit a steady job? But yeah. I just, I just knew like that's not where I want to be, and I just have to take a break from my life to uh-huh. figure out what it is that I want to do. Right. And travel's obviously my passion. Yeah. So I was like, let me take this moment, like five months, just to travel and do whatever I want to do. You have stacked up like that much money? Or? Um, I mean, I did save. I definitely did save because I knew I had wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I also was just like resourceful. Like I have family in London, so mm-hmm. I stayed with family and yeah. friends. Yeah. And then I did Southeast Asia, which is like super cheap. Yeah. Honestly, like it's so cheap. So my money went so far. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and that wasn't really an issue for for me like, because uh-huh. it wasn't that expensive. Right. right? Yeah. Like you could stay in a hostel for twenty dollars a night, and that's what I did. Yeah. So it's like you'll pay more in rent in yeah. the U.S. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. So, yeah. Like, but when you like so okay, so when you were girl, I'm like, and I always ask people. It's like, what's the mm-hmm. craziest thing you believed in or that you seen when you was growing up? Ooh, that's hard. That I seen or that I believe. You can do both if you want to, but that's I feel like that's a good question. I like to hear this. Um, gosh, that is wild. Um, honestly, it's not something that I saw okay. or anything like that. It's actually a story that my grandmother told me when I went to Poland to go okay. visit. So, you know, being far removed from family there, you don't really get to hear everything that happened in your family or anything like that. And so my grandma was telling me how, and now it just makes everything makes sense now, like hearing the story, but she was always very concerned, like conservative Mm -hmm. and reserved and saved her money and just very practical. And she was telling me that, um, during communism and like the Soviet Mm -hmm. and, and all that, that was happening, um, in Poland. And, um, Long story short, her sister was getting married to someone, I think it was a Soviet, and mm-hmm. she wasn't supposed to. That was, like, frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened was, I guess, one of the Soviet soldiers murdered her sister on her wedding day in front of her. What? And, yeah, when I went to Poland to go visit my grandma, she brought out this piece of white cloth, and uh. there was, like, stains on it. And then she's like, do you see this? And I was like, yeah. She's like, this is, my, this is the only thing I have for my sister that was murdered. It was a piece of her wedding dress with the blood on it. Fuck. And I was like, 
what yeah i'm like holy shit that's intense yeah. like and then at that point i felt so guilty because there's so much i felt like i don't know about my family because yeah. i was so far removed growing up here yeah. um and there's just like this whole other side of the family that i just you know wasn't exposed to yeah. but to hear kind of like what they went through now i know why my parents left yeah, you know exactly. and it kind of makes sense um, but that was like the wildest thing Hell I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I yeah. mean, who that couldn't even be like easy for like your grandmother to even be like, I mean, to hold. I mean, this is this is it. Like, this right. is all I have. Like, yeah, that's all. That's yeah. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are you like most excited about going on in your life right now? What I'm most excited about, honestly, is that I'm in such a better space than I was this time last year um i went through a really rough patch i would say like a year and a half prior Mm -hmm. um where i was just like i don't know what i'm doing with my life type of thing and to see my life do such a 180 and Mm -hmm. be in such a space of just being grateful and appreciative for everything that's Mm -hmm. happening and i'm just drawing more of that um and so then i would say what i'm most excited about is all my traveling that's coming up like i'm so geeked about it because that's like what fuels my like life is travel um just being exposed to different cultures environments everything being new meeting new people yeah that's what gets me most excited yeah um i did a uh i did two study abroads i actually postponed my graduation because i did two study abroads um one was in uh Roman Florence in Italy nice. um, did that, um, which that was my first study abroad. I didn't go over there with like um, any expectations or anything. I went over there with like totally open mind because yeah. I wanted to experience the culture. Totally. You know what I'm saying? I knew there would be a culture shock presence, yeah. but I didn't like, I didn't have like any, anything like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I'm thinking it's going to be like. So mm-hmm. that way when it happened, I was able to be more acceptable. Of it. Totally. So when I, when I did that, um, it was great because we were being led by a guy who had been doing um had been doing traveling. He had been doing it far eastern for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he we were familiar spots. He took us to all the spots that he knew about and yeah. so it was a little easier, um, to deal with, but there was a huge culture shock. I mean, we were there for three weeks and I mean the first I mean the first week you just I wanna go home. Mm-hmm. I wanna go home. Yeah. I wanna go home. Like, Homesick. you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like you, you get over there and you're like, Okay, what do I eat? There's yeah. a McDonald's and they're like, don't do yeah, it. Like, I know. <laughs> you're in Italy. Do not yeah, go to McDonald's. No, and you're like, no, no, you can't. no, that's all I know. Like yeah, I know McDonald's. Right. So you're like, fuck it. You go to McDonald's. You're like, what the fuck? This is not McDonald's. Yeah. Like, so it's still like, yeah. a, it's still like, okay, if I'm going to be over here, I might as well like enjoy, enjoy it. So oh, totally. Then I, I finally, um, after like, it's probably like the first week, mind you, this is, this is the craziest part. Mind you, my trip had already been ruined, so to speak, because when I got there, my luggage hadn't got there until like four days after mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm. I was there. Wearing, like um, all the same clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I, same clothes. And then when I went over there, like my, my car wasn't working, which mm-hmm. I had already talked to Chase and they already said everything was going to be good. And I, when I, it just was not working yeah. to get to to get money out. I did the foreign exchange thing, but I was trying to like buy food and I was just trying to stay afloat. Like I, they didn't have like the clothes were even expensive. Like yeah. we were by this like little market, but it was like more expensive stuff. It wasn't nothing like cheap. And so I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm just going to have to just keep wearing the same shit. So it was yeah. weird. Like I literally just got to keep having to wear the same shit. Right. And then, um, so now my experience is already like going down Jane. Cause I'm like, I'm here wearing the same shit. I don't feel comfortable. I already right. wouldn't go home, man. And then, um, everybody just thought it was funny. Like, when my clothes finally did get there, yeah. they're like, oh, you can finally, you can probably wear three outfits in one day. Right. Like, you've already lost half of your time yeah. here. So then that, that happened and that kind of diminished my idea of what 
traveling abroad was, mm-hmm. but then, man, it was just like being a part of like just seeing the history history like being in italy like you know going to the coliseum and everything it's like what the fuck totally so then everything just changed and now i'm yeah. like okay this is awesome mm-hmm. you know then two and a half weeks into it i'm like i, I don't want to go home like i'm going back yeah home. so yeah it was just it was a huge culture shock and and you have those times where people was like looking at us funny but i mean shit you can be in america and people gonna look at oh, you yeah. funny so i didn't yeah. really care like i didn't care if you know they probably grew up thinking that america was bad right. or whatever the case may be so i didn't really i didn't i didn't feel a certain type of way yeah so then come second time around i went to uh london mm-hmm. and even then like we rail we rolled the subway into the city and i was just like only thing i can think of is like the eiffel tower mm-hmm. and it's so pretty and i'm like this is great and then riding into the city i'm like bro this is dirty like yeah. what the fuck like yeah. i'm looking and we're on the subway and it's like this well it was not like the regular um uh, what do they call the uh What's the shit that you travel by? It's not the subway. Um, the underground. No, what is it called? Uh, I mean, it's like a subway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so we didn't. It wasn't that like you take the green rail to the blue. Right. Like it was just some one end to get you in town. And so like going through, it's like I'm looking left to right, and I can yeah. see like like little huts and how like little houses with clothes hanging up outside. I'm like, bro, this is the fucking ghetto. Like, it yeah, looks, it looks so hood and dirty. And then like getting into the inner city and just panhandlers everywhere Mm -hmm. and people sleeping on the the transit and just i'm like bro what the fuck yeah so that was a huge culture shock and it was a thing you know they do it where like if you're on there and someone old or like a woman Mm -hmm. gets they get up they get up and give up their seats right like that is a normal thing yeah like you like and even still like let's say if an elder person didn't want Mm -hmm. the seat then both just both of y'all be standing up yeah so yeah. I seen that and I was like, what? So then being there a couple of days, I saw it and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I got to get up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see it. And I just kind of adopted the culture yeah. and I started doing what they were doing because, yeah. I, like, if you didn't, the people be looking. I'm like, so it was crazy. And then they also, how we're like tech all into our phones and whatnot. I mean, or talking. I didn't, I barely see any interaction. Yeah. They were like on the subway, either reading a book or like, you know, on their phones, headphones in, and like there was yeah. not a lot of interaction. Yeah. It's funny. I had the same exact experience yeah. in London. Um, it was, I was there for like almost two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and I would, you know, I want to meet people. Mm-hmm. I want That's, that's like yeah. why I love traveling is like meeting people and hearing their stories. But everyone was on their phones. Mm-hmm. No one was looking up. And so what was wild is, um, I was supposed to go to Guam at the time right after London mm-hmm. and then some things happen like mother nature and stuff. Yeah, There's yeah, going to yeah. be like a, a hurricane or something. So I canceled yeah. my flight and oh, I, I thought bo- she was like your period has started. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, going to stop you from traveling. No, 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 no. It was like a hurricane okay. or something. And I was like, well, I'm not flying in that right, shit. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. not risking my life. Yeah. Um, and so I canceled that flight, booked a flight to Portugal instead. Okay. So I got to Portugal immediately, like fell in love with everything about it when mm-hmm. i tell you it was so alive yeah going from london to portugal yeah. portugal i get on the subway i mean people no one's on their phones people are singing screaming dancing and i'm like fuck yes this like is this what is I, what yeah. i want like yeah. this is what i want to feel alive like right. I want to experience culture. And then like, even at night going in the streets, like no one's inside the bars. Yeah. Everyone's out in the streets, yeah. like just dancing, partying yeah. till three, four in the morning. Fine. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just a whole nother vibe going yeah. from London to Portugal where you're just like, this is what it's about. Like right. no one gives a shit about, and no one, the other thing I noticed too. And what I love is like here in the U S mm-hmm. everyone's like, Oh, Hey, so what do you do? Like, what do you do for work? Yeah. 
right? And then you feel like you have to, oh, like justify that you're yeah. a meaningful person and yeah. that you have a purpose, right? Yeah. You go abroad, like when I was in Portugal specifically, it was like, no one gives a shit what you do. Everyone's just like, so why are you traveling? Like, what do you yeah, love? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. It's like the right. person I am and my passions yeah. and what I love, not like, oh, I'm a senior, whatever, whatever manager. Because that relates to great, your status though. Yeah, like, exactly. Everybody cares about status here. Everyone here cares about your status. And, and then you feel like you have to prove that you're worth the conversation or you're worth, yep. you know, yeah. um, something. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't working. So I was just like, I'm just living. Yeah. Like, I'm out here living. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yeah. I don't have anything to back that up, yeah. you know. And that's why I loved it. Like, even Southeast Asia it was the same way. Like, mm -hmm. no one gave a shit about what you were doing. Yeah. There's just like, or what you do for work you know right, it's just yeah. kind of like what are you what are you doing for life yeah, like yeah. what do you like doing yeah. and um that just like made me appreciate the journey even so much more yeah. you know because i no one gives a shit <laughs> so you so how did you because i mean okay you said after six or seven years work for your company yeah um you said you you didn't took a couple months off to travel yeah. and then you had this point in your life where you you basically was lost all over again. Oh, and, yeah. And then you start traveling again? Like, no, no, no. So I had always wanted to just take a sabbatical from work period mm -hmm. and travel. So I knew that at the back of my mind. Um, but I felt like all this pressure to have it figured out, mm -hmm. like to know like, okay, this is what I'm going to do and I'm right. going to be successful and like have these goals. Like I didn't have any of that. I just knew that I wanted to travel. And then I remember I was in Bali and I just had this like revelation and I was like, dude, it doesn't matter what the fuck. Like, I don't have to have it figured out. I don't have to have plan A, B, C, and yeah. D because then I'm putting pressure on myself to have life figured out. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Like, sometimes life will throw shit at you where your plans go, like, you yeah. know, sideways. Yeah. So it's like when I was okay with accepting that, mm -hmm. not to, you know, put my pressure on myself to have it all figured out, I was just so much more content with life period. Mm -hmm. And I was just appreciative of just like the smallest things. I wasn't too concerned about, you know, having, you know, everything set the yeah. way, you know, society yeah. tells you, you should exactly. be married by this time. You should yeah. have a house. You should be a senior manager instead yeah. of a manager, like all this bullshit where I'm just like, who is dictating this? Like, mm -hmm. where's this coming from? Yeah. Because like, this isn't what I want and yeah. this doesn't make me happy. Yeah. Right. That it's but it, it's scary because you do like you get in in like because you'll see a twenty one year old and I and I'll see it and I'll be like damn that twenty one year old is doing X Y Z yeah like killing it yeah, yeah. and it's like here I am twenty nine it's like what the fuck mm -hmm. am I doing my life yeah. like, but it, it, timing I mean it's the, timing it, it's yeah. timing like it, it happened for them that way you know it, whenever it's your time it will happen but it it is like you said when it comes to status yeah. people get so consumed and oh what are you doing like you say okay oh you just oh you do what oh that's cool and it's like right. now they downplay what you're doing it's right. like bitch hold on like i'm still a person i'm still right. important don't exactly like don't let my job title defend exactly. like make who i am like yeah. what the fuck don't just be like sweeping under the rug exactly. i'm nobody so you know you 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 try to be like you let it consume you and then you're like well shit i, I need to like I said be a senior this or senior that and i need to have this certain type of image right. and like when you realize like who the fuck am i living for whose life yeah. is it you know yeah. what i'm saying why am i trying to keep up with the yeah. kardashians like yeah no do shit your way when it's your time it's your time yeah. like and for you like to realize that like oh yeah you know what i'm just gonna stop thinking like that some people never do some exactly. people go some their people whole are always like you know keeping up with the jonas's yeah 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 and they go their whole life and they, they might get 40 50 years old and they're like okay this is i cannot live my life like this so i mean it takes different people 
different times to come to that that realization mm-hmm. like no i'm not doing it right anymore. and right. everybody you know success is defined in different ways yeah. and if you do x y and z and you say that i'm successful and this person's making a million dollars a year and they say they're successful who's to say either one of you are exactly. wrong or right so i mean that's it, that's just society it's yeah. just society so. and like i know people that are buku rich but they're mm-hmm. not happy yeah. right so it's like they want to be happy and have peace in their lives mm-hmm. and despite whatever money they have, they can't seem to have it, right? So it's like, then you have someone that is living on the side of like a street in Mm -hmm. Thailand, like happy with whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? And you're just like, shit, like why? Yeah, why can't I just be happy? Like we have so much, like we have so much to be grateful for, like the smallest things, you know? Being in a country where you can kind of do whatever you want, essentially, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's just like realizing that, you know? So how long, so you, your 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 instagram presence is huge um one i'm just gonna put this out there this is knowledge <laughs> under influence but claudia is <clears throat> she's allergic well listen to what she <laughs> told me she said she's allergic to alcohol I so, am. so how the fuck when did you figure out you were allergic yeah. to alcohol well let me preface this by saying that I it's it's just a gen, it's a genetic thing. So okay. my mom is allergic. We don't have the enzymes in our stomach that break yeah. down the alcohol content. Yeah, I've heard it, yeah. So we get drunk. It's like the, it's called Asian flush. Essentially, a lot uh-huh. of people in like Asia have that, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because I'm Polish, which yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> Polish people can drink. Yeah. Um. And so I had always known since I was probably like when I first started drinking, I was like 21. I would break out in like red highs and I would get drunk really fast. And I was like, oh shit, like this is not good, no, no, right? Yeah. But going to Michigan state, it's kind of like a prerequisite. So mm-hmm. I was drinking so much at state that I, my body almost kind of got immune to it. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like drinking five days a week. Yeah. Um, and then out of college, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like at all. Right. So, um, I knew like ever since like I, you know, took my first drink, my first beer that I was allergic. Yeah. Um, but then I just kind of like, you know, brushed it under the carpet and I was yeah. like, well, I want to fit in at state. So I'm exactly. just going to drink. Right. Yeah. Um, but now I just made the conscious decision that this isn't good for my body. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm having like external reaction, I can only imagine what it does to me internally. Right. right? Yeah. And like, it probably fucks up my organs yeah. like so bad, so bad that I'm yeah. just like, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, maybe I'll have a beer here, you mm-hmm. know, like nothing, but I just don't get like blacked Wasted. out. Right. Really? Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Holy shit. It's well, not good for you. Well, uh, disclaimer here at Knowledge Under Influence, we don't get blackout. We actually sip casually. We are grown <laughs> men and women. So we are not getting blacked out on this show. But no, I was like, what the fuck? Who yeah, the fuck? I mean, I've, he- I've, I've heard of it before, but I was just thing. like, no way you're fucking allergic. Yeah. To- yeah, it's wild. And so how long has it been since she was like, you know, I'm just not going to drink like that anymore? Um, right? It's been a few years, I would say. Probably like three or four years. Like mm-hmm. I'll... The last time I drank was over a year ago. Shut up. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And especially like, I don't know, when I travel to foreign countries too, I'm just like, I don't know what kind of alcohol yeah. they have. Is it stronger yeah. or what? So I'm just like, ah, I just don't want to risk it, you yeah. know? Um, so it's been a minute since I've drank. I just drink, you know, San Pellegrino, bubbly water, mm. you know, or I'll drink, I'll do like <laughs> my cousin in London taught me this. She drinks half lemonade, half beer. It's really, really good. Really? So it's like a juice, essentially. What kind of beer, though? It's like a light beer. It's always like a wheat beer. Oh, it's always okay. something light. Nothing dark like a Guinness. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's like half half beer, half lemonade. So it's like a summer shandy, essentially. Ooh, I like summer shandy. But it's good. You yeah. know what I mean? You just don't get like wasted. Yeah. I'll see. I'm, the point is to get wasted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
your Instagram presence, how, when did you like look at your Instagram as a means to like influence people? Like at what point did you just start realizing you were gaining all these followers and Mm -hmm. people were like actually looking for your journey and story? Like Mm -hmm. when did that happen? Well, I did it initially. Well, I started initially like five years ago. Um, I was in my corporate job and Mm -hmm. I was super unhappy. And I, like I said, I've always been a creative person. Mm -hmm. So I needed a creative outlet. Um, And I've always traveled too, Mm -hmm. right? So I was like, all right, um, let me create something because people would always ask me, they're like, I'm going to New York or I'm going to Chicago. Where should I eat? What restaurant should I go to? And I'm like, let me just like showcase my entire journey so people can see all the places I eat, where I go, what I do. And it'll just be fun for me because I'm going to do it anyway. So let me just like, you know, put it on Instagram. Um, And that was like when Instagram first started getting big. I didn't realize that people can quit their jobs and make it into a career. Mm-hmm. So I wish like hindsight's 2020, but I wish I would have gotten serious with it initially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like really focused on content mm-hmm. because I would, you know, I just wouldn't post sometimes. And I'm yeah. like back in the day, like, Oh, it was so easy to get followers. And now yeah. it's not as yeah, easy. Know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really hard to grow nowadays, but, organically at organically least. yeah and that's the thing like i really pride myself i've never used anything to get followers or you know any of that stuff yeah. so it's it's 100 organic and yeah. i feel like if you just stay true to yourself and people see that that's really how you grow and that's how you keep people's attention mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say there was like a moment where people started following me it's just it's cool to see people that have followed your journey from like the beginning mm-hmm. and that'll respond and be like hey like i've been following you like it's so cool to see what you're doing yeah. so that's like really gratifying and rewarding or like when people you know say hey i went to so and so because i saw that you had posted it and so it's like cool to see that you can inspire other people to do things i've had someone that quit their job too and said that they followed my journey and that inspired them to quit their job and just travel so um if i can ever make anything inspiring Mm -hmm. and impact someone's life in a positive way honestly that's that's why i do it yeah what, what, which is which is crazy to me because like if i just like look at your instagram and just like mm. just pay attention to instagram you i wouldn't know that you lived a different life or you did anything other than travel than travel yeah, yeah. Like, I, like when i think i i don't know when i don't know what was said or i was like i figured out or seen that you were what do you do now you're director uh, uh of actually hr um director of hr at shinola hotel yeah so i'm like what yeah. the fuck like how long have you been there um i've been there since november I know that's not even that long ago. You're right. And right. You're the director. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was, here's a wild story. Okay. I had just gotten back from Bali. I was on the spiritual high. I was loving life. I had no plans. I didn't know what my next step was. I just came home. How long had you not been working for you? Like five years. Or five, five years. Yeah. Right. Five months. <laughs> okay. So five years. I hadn't been working for like five months. Um, and I had gotten back and I was just like, all right, I don't know my next move. I'm like, oh, I hear there's this new restaurant opening up. Let me go apply there and be like a host. Mm-hmm right like i was yeah. like i don't care what i do yeah it'd just be fun yeah. and um i get the job as a host and then it was like a week later i get a call from the general manager and he's like oh you know i saw your resume would you be interested in applying for the hr director job and i was like in my mind i was like do i want to go back into yeah. the real world the again like right but i was like you know what fuck it i'll go in for the interview and i went in for the interview i absolutely loved the people there um that i interviewed with like they were so different than what i was used to mm-hmm. like they you know they had tattoos they yeah. were laid back like the interview felt so natural and i'm yeah. like you know what like why not like let me just try this this would be cool too to like start a department from scratch because yeah. that's essentially what i did it was like a startup mentality like you're creating all the policies processes you know, creating a culture, all yeah. of that. So it's it's still good for my development. Right. Um, even though I was like, you know, some people think that to make it, 
you have to ditch your nine to five exactly. and only do your exactly. hustle and what you're passionate about to yeah. look successful. And it's like, no, I'm like the people that I think can do both. I mm. think that's where the success is because you're willing to like grind it out mm -hmm. and you're willing to do both right. until you're at a point where you can, you know, just maybe do your hustle. Yeah. Right. Um, but like then again, you also don't know the connections that you can make at work exactly. and stuff like that and who you can meet. So mm -hmm. like for me, it's, it's, I like it because yeah. um, I'm still able to do what I love doing, yeah. you know? Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know how long I'll be there. I don't know right, what my next yeah. step is. I don't think anyone really ever yeah. knows. But for right now, it's good for me. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I'm like, what the, the fuck? How the fuck? I'm like, for me, when you see somebody, and, and there are, don't get me wrong, there are people out there who are, who just travel and that's all totally, they do. They travel yeah. and that's all their life is built around. But they may have like a husband who exactly. has money and, you know, they. And people don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You just see this glorious life and you're like, yeah. wow. And it's like, one lady you should showcase your husband because he's sponsoring all these trips. Right, honestly. Like, so a lot of people see this and they're like, oh, I want to quit my job uh -huh. and just travel the world and share my story. And it's like, it's not like that. Yeah. Like this lady uh, has a man who probably CEO of a company or makes some really good money. Yeah. And, you know, he lets his wife travel and do whatever. But don't think it's just all glorified and it's just all sunshine like yeah. and rainbows like no like no. that's not the case and then it's like if she's always traveling which she probably was like what type of life does she have with her husband like mm -hmm. if he always working and she's always traveling mm -hmm. like so you see then she looks happy but it's like it's all internet it's all perception mm -hmm. so like don't get caught up in that that oh i just want to quit my job and travel all day like yeah no no you, you, like no i think that's like the worst thing to do because you don't know what those people have got going on exactly. and like they could be like trust fund babies exactly. or yep. they can like I know a lot of people where their husbands are actually prof professional photographers so they get paid to mm -hmm. you know take these photos and it mm -hmm. just so happens that their wife is like a model right, so it works yeah. out you know yeah. what I mean and so there's like so many factors that go into it and I'm like no you honestly just need to keep looking forward and look yeah. at you and don't let those things become your distractions yeah but a lot and a lot like I said a lot of people because like when a lot of people are being like you know entrepreneurs they a lot of people don't showcase the the failures that they go through right. to get to where they are or what led them to get to where they are you just see this glorious life whether mm -hmm. it's traveling whether mm -hmm. you are food influence whether you, anything doing entrepreneurship trying to influence mm -hmm. by you just see this on the internet and everybody's like yeah entrepreneurship mm -hmm. i want to be a social influencer yeah and it's like yeah but let's dig deep like what did they go through right. to get there now they've right. built up this huge instagram account totally. uh, a bunch of followers like but like what did they go through like what are mm -hmm. some of the hardships they went through mm -hmm. you just see like the the front line you don't mm -hmm. see the behind the scenes and right. a lot of people won't showcase that right so you know what i'm saying like that that's what a lot of people want to just quit their jobs and become entrepreneurs yeah. and social influence like you can't especially if you don't know what to expect like, right so i think that's where the, the disconnect is when people see this and they're like yeah if they can do it, I can do it too. And it's like, mm -mm, you better have a plan if you, yeah. yeah like I said, because totally. I didn't even know you had a fucking full-time job. I, yeah. and I mean, I, I just, your Instagram, is, it's like real positive. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, this woman, that's all she does is fucking travel. Like every time <laughs> I, mean, I, I travel a lot, but yeah, no, yeah. I, it's not like I do it full-time, you know? Yeah. And I think when, when I was traveling too, I kind of realized I'm like, um, I kind of like stability too, because mm -hmm. when you're traveling, yeah, it's great and everything's like unknown, but I felt like I had to be that much more disciplined mm -hmm. 
because I didn't have an agenda. I didn't have, you know, I was booked one way flights, not knowing where. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have a plan when I get there, which is cool because yeah. you don't know what you'll come across. Right. But then I did miss having that somewhat of a stability in yeah. my life, you yeah. know, um, and this, the, having a job definitely helps with that. Yeah. I think that's like the best thing if you want stability and you want to practice self-discipline mm-hmm. is have a job because you got to wake up. You right. got to, you know, you have things you got to accomplish in mm-hmm. the day. So like for me personally, it helps, right? Mm-hmm. Someone else, it might not. Everyone's right. so different, right? Yeah. But um, from that aspect, it's been it's been good for me, yeah. you know. Yeah, I see you had got that. Um, how the hell did you become a Delta ambassador? Oh my gosh, yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, I'm so so grateful for that. Like that, mm-hmm. all I can say is is like serendipity slash just being grateful for what I had because there was a moment where I almost just kind of let go of everything mm-hmm. because I was like, all right, I don't know where, what I'm going to be doing with this. I don't, I was just confused. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I don't know what my next step is. But after my trip, um, through Southeast Asia, I just really changed my mindset. And I was just like in this like abundance mindset where I was like, you know what? I'm happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. So the moment I like switched my energy, it's like all these things just came to me because I put my, that. honestly, I put myself in the space of just like, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not lacking anything. Mm-hmm. The moment you realize that so much more just comes into your life. Yeah. Like the Delta thing, right? I got an email from this agency and they had said that I was selected to be a Delta ambassador. And at first I was like, is this even real? I was like, wait, yeah. what? I'm like, I don't even have a lot of followers, right? Yeah. Like I'm micro compared to what's out there on social yeah. media. So I'm like, why would like, why would I get picked? You know? But, um, Long story short, it ended up being real. They flew me out to um, Atlanta to Delta headquarters and I had an incredible experience like uh, brand immersion and training mm-hmm. and all that. And, um, you know, it, it, it was wild because like the other ambassadors, like they have way more followers than right, me. Yeah. They're like major. Yeah. Um, and um, I almost had this like imposter syndrome. But then, yeah. you know, they told us they're like each one of you was selected for a special reason. Yeah. So that kind of made me feel better knowing that even though I might not have the numbers, Mm -hmm. at least I'm still, I was able, like a big, big, huge brand was able to see me living in my truth and just doing what I feel is my purpose and showcasing it in a way where it's genuine and authentic, you know? And, um, it just kind of restored that faith in me that like, even though you think no one's watching or no one gives a shit about what you do, like you don't know who's watching. There could be a Nike or Adidas or someone could be like watching what you're doing. And, it just comes out of nowhere, but it first starts with you changing yeah. your mindset and being in that, in that field of energy where, you know, you're just appreciative for what you have. Yeah. Cause you're just then going to attract more of that into yeah. your life, you know? Um, but yeah, that was such a huge blessing and I'm like so grateful for it. What did <laughs> so they say? Did they specifically tell you like, we chose you Claudia for X, Y, and Z, or we like the way you do this. Um, or? you know, they didn't like say specifically right, what yeah, it was, but, but just, I feel like, um, I'm more of a micro influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very niche because I'm just travel. Um, other influencers are maybe more fashion and maybe right. more videography and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So each one of us has come, something special, I mm-hmm. would say yeah. when you kind of look at it. Um, um, but it wasn't, you know, like specifically why mm-hmm. I can only just assume that it's because, you know, I, what I do is yeah. I try to come off as genuine, authentic as I can, yeah. you know, would you consider yourself like, do you, do you oftentimes connect with like other like local, uh, Detroit, uh, influence, travel influencers? Do you network with them a lot or do you, uh, um, yeah, I try to as much as possible. I yeah. truthfully have not come across a lot of travelers, so to speak mm-hmm. in Detroit, um 
So I feel like most of the the connections that I have that are travelers are not from Michigan. Like okay. they're kind of from yeah. all over the world, to yeah. be honest. Like there's people that I like talk to in New Zealand on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I know them, but like yeah. we share very similar, you know, just like thoughts on travel and everything. Yeah. So I would say from that sense, it's more of a global yeah. connection versus local. Do you, cause I'll see like some pages on Instagram and what, what I, what I, what I struggle with is I'll get this follow and I'm like, okay, is this an organic page? They'll have yeah. a ton of followers yeah. and there'll be only follow like a thousand people. With me, that like the 200 and some thousand followers and you only follow a thousand. One, it's like, how did you even find me? Like, I yeah. know, what do you want to follow me for? Like, stop. Right. Like, so then, and, and my page, I only have like 500 some followers. So it's like, I like sometimes have to manage like where I'll look at my followers yeah. and I'll see who's like engaged. I'll see who like looks at my story. And right now, like I said, 500 people only out of those 500, only a hundred and some looks like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to get all 500 people looking sure. or that engagement. So when I'll go back, I'm like, okay, I haven't seen this person look at my story. I haven't seen a like or something. So then I click on a page and now they've unfollowed me. And I'm like, mm. Hmm. So yeah, that's how you got all your followers. You go around doing like this following. Yeah. And, and that, I hate that yeah. because they're, just trying to amplify their numbers and to me i'm just like i'm so much more just focused on the connections honestly and that's i think in the long run that's Mm -hmm. how you win um that's not even like winning but that's like what is meaningful in the long run right short term you're just trying to increase your numbers but like what is that going to get you you know what i mean like like just validation that you're cool i don't know right but like long term that can turn into like a personal relationship or you make a connection or your lifelong friends or they know someone that knows someone they like what you're doing right so i think that's so much more it weighs so much more versus just this random person that wants to follow and unfollow all the time like i get that too like and it's just annoying because it's not genuine yeah like i said when i see it like now i'd be like oh cool i got a follower but then i was like i'm not following them back because i know i pay attention to patterns i'm like i know what it's gonna turn into yeah you're 40 something now if you have that many followers and I, I i'm like maybe eight or nine followers in common i'm like okay maybe this is legit right but if we have not one co- follower in common and you have fifty thousand followers and you're only following a thousand you why you want to follow my little black ass i ain't even that, i ain't even that interesting like so no, so then i'm like okay i'm not just gonna follow and if yeah, they want to follow that's totally. cool but i just kind of monitor and i know like a lot of people don't have like organic pages so if it's not organic it's not real then i don't want to be a part of it and right I'm like if they take it back and go back and unfollow me later then i mean okay whatever you yeah know? but I, I don't like when people i don't like when people are not active on instagram like you got instagram like I mean, I know, like, I guess, like, there's an algorithm, which I, which I didn't know, but whatever. I guess there's an algorithm. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I'll get on there, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. How in the world did I reach five, six hundred, seven hundred people? Only got 40-something likes. Like, how does this work if that many people seem yeah. like? Maybe people just look and just keep scrolling. I, you know, I don't know. But right. I'd rather have the, the real and the organic than mm-hmm. to just, like, create some fake page of me having a bunch of followers. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's why I honestly try to keep it as real as I can, too, because I want people to see that it's not just, like, yeah, obviously my page is curated to showcase travel, but on my stories, I try and keep it really real. Yeah. So, like, I'll put up some, like, quotes or I'll just write something that yeah. was on my heart. But, like, mental illness is major for me. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about, like, I've had anxiety, depression mm-hmm. um, many times. And um, 
showcasing that too yeah. like that that's why i quit my job and that's why you know i i travel it's my form of therapy exactly yeah. um because i take my mind off of a lot of things and mm -hmm. it's not like i'm trying to escape but i think when i travel it brings me closer to myself because yeah. that's one way that i feel very connected to myself exactly um but i try and keep it as real as possible because yeah. we all go through shit like yeah. everyone and i want people to know my life is not perfect by any means mm -hmm. It's not like I go everywhere and everything's sponsored. I still have to pitch myself mm -hmm. if I'm going to, you know, places, mm -hmm. um, if I want to like work with a brand or something like that. So it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. People see the hashtag sponsored, uh, yep. but guess what? I'm putting in like five hours of taking photos, creating content, editing photos editing, yep. and all of that. And then making sure the brand likes it before, you know, I can even post anything. Yeah. So there's so much behind the scenes yeah. work that goes in yeah. do you got a lot of uh sponsorships or partnerships with a lot of different um well obviously my biggest one's with delta so mm -hmm. that's my bigger biggest partnership um all the other ones i would say it's just more or less collaborations mm -hmm. so um like clothing brands and stuff like that yeah. um it's just more or less i would say a one-time deal so yeah. they like pay you to post the photos um or create content for them mm -hmm. Um, with hotels, it's just more or less an exchange. So I'll, I'll post them on my Instagram and yeah. then, you know, you get comp stays, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I try and I think what's better is to have like a year long partnership versus just yeah, like a one off because yeah, yeah. then like, I think you can really, that's when you can really add value, yeah. you know, you plan on like, I mean, in the long run, you plan on eventually being able to, you know, get paid off sponsorships and doing what you love to do and travel and, and, and not have this corporate job. Yeah. I mean, I think long term that's, that's the goal mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I think you can learn a lot working for someone else, but when it comes like at the end of the day, it's, you got two choices. You work hard for someone else mm -hmm. or you work hard for yourself. Right. I rather work hard for myself. Yeah. So I'm doing both right now, yeah. trying to, <laughs> but long term, I want to work for myself, even though I know that's not pretty always, right? right? Yeah. There's, yeah, you got to grind and that's a grind, but I'm my biggest fit. You have to be your biggest fan. Like yeah. you have to be your biggest advocate and you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that's like trying to be like a entrepreneur or a social influencer, like what's mm -hmm. the biggest piece of advice you would give them? Stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. And I've heard that so many times. It's like cliche. Like I don't It's know. so cliche, but like if you stay true to yourself, then people will see the authentic you and that's mm -hmm. how you keep your audience. And then that's how you build your brand. Mm -hmm. Um, because people want short term gain and it's all about the long term gain, yeah. you know? Um, and I guess what other piece of advice is to let, not let fear get in the way because mm. I could have, I could have made the decision to stay in a comfortable job, yeah. but like I was so unhappy, but there was also a lot of fear with it. Cause I'm like, so what happens if I quit? And then, you know, I got to pay for health insurance still. I got to yeah. do all that. That's scary. But like, if you just take the jump, mm -hmm. you know, don't let that fear stop you from doing it, yeah. you know? Um, but also, don't just quit because someone else did it. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Really assess where you're at. Yeah. Right. And is it feasible for you? Because if you might, you might quit and it might be even worse yeah. than where you were. So it's just like, be, be real with yourself yeah. too. Yeah. Man, a lot of good knowledge, man. I, d I definitely want to thank Claudia for coming. Out. Is that all, do you go by like a nickname or do people just come? I have a lot of nicknames. Like, so. like what's, what, like what's the most common one? Well, go, growing up, I would say in high school, everyone said, chloe now at work everyone calls me claudie b 
<laughs> so that's like the latest one. Cardi B. Yeah, I don't like Cardi B though. Um, no, I definitely want to uh, thank you for coming out. I mean, it took a took a couple months to actually. Yeah. I think to 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 do it. I don't know if you even. I know you said you were when we originally scheduled. You was like, well, I'll be back in Michigan for some time. And yeah. So I don't. Maybe you were. I was definitely traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I definitely want to thank you for coming out to knowledge under the influence, even Thanks though for we, having me. we weren't under the influence yeah. because she's allergic. Um. I'm but just high and drunk off of life. That no, <laughs> you are your positive spirit, and I can feel it like radiates. Even though this shit is dark. <laughs> um, where can people find you on Instagram? It's at the Travel Critic. At the Travel Critic. So, um, go ahead and follow Claudio on Instagram. You know, if you listen to this, screenshot it, tag us in it. Um, support, man. Support comes in different forms, man. Just a, a, a simple like or a share can be supportive, man. You can encourage somebody to keep going just by by sharing their content. You know, giving some feedback what you took from it. You know, if you took anything, if you didn't, shit. If if you didn't take anything, you didn't like it, shit. Tell me, tell me that you didn't like it. I am okay with constructive criticism. I'm okay. I'm not perfect by any means. So if you don't like it, tag me. If you do like it, tag me. Um, go follow Claudia. Look at her journey. Her story is amazing. Um. And if you need cool places to go, like her fucking page has a bunch of fucking cool places mm-hmm. to go. And she do these random ass questionnaires. Where she asks people where they travel to. And she got she has a real like, engagement with her audience. So go check out the Travel Critic. And um, yeah, the lights just went off on back on. That Ooh, was scary. It's getting creepy. Um, uh, once again, this is Knowledge and Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram. Once again, Martez underscore for show. Man, and thanks for listening. <laughs>